everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. Glad you could join us. We're going to catch up on the economy, and there's a lot going on with the economy, and there's a lot going on with the Democrats. And they're not mixing together very well because the Democrats aren't playing nice. And here to talk to us about it is Robert Kudla from Trade Genius, and he serves mostly as our financial consultant. And he's going to be talking to you about what's happening because it may make a difference in where you invest your money and how you proceed economically in your affairs. Bob, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate you being here. There's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think you know the financial markets have now become political markets. So I think it's important to understand what's going on politically because I think it's going to have a uh, a direct bearing on people's ability to uh, acquire, maintain, and 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 retain wealth. Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally agree. Um, what do you see as the biggest point? of potential contention for the investors. I mean, what's going on that will cause the most disruption that people need to know about? Yeah, I think there's been like a 50-year kind of, you know, what they call the Republicrats, you know, where, you know, the Democrats and Republicans would take turns being in power, but, you know, the the status quo was kind of maintained, you know, little things on the edges here and there. But I think in this last election, you know, it probably started with Trump, but with this last election, I think uh, you, you're seeing people just taking off their uh, uh, their their hiding clothes, if you will, and and now you're seeing people for who they really are, and and I think it's causing some incredible consternation, mostly on the left, and mostly with the elites. And, and I think it's going to cause some great disruptions in the uh, worldwide stock market and the economy. Well, I, I totally agree. And I wonder how much this plays in. And let me just lay out the scenario because I think I'm going to come at you what you're saying through the back door. You've got people like Ocasio-Cortez, you know, saying 70 to 90% taxes, can't own cars. Kamala Harris saying the same thing. And then you've got uh, Elizabeth Warren threatening to take money from the wealthy at gunpoint. And so you've got these extremists, and then you seemingly have Hillary kind of flirting with the idea of running. She's running one day, not running the next, then no, and yes. And I think she's going to be used as the savior to pull the Democrats more back to a centrist position economically because they're alienating so many people. Is this coming into form with what you're talking about? Yeah, I'll set Hillary aside for a second, but the other part you have absolutely right. I always, I've been always advising people, don't engage with, with uh, um, whatever her name is, uh, AOC, because she's uh, she she she's um, she's out there as a stalking horse. She she's the crazy one that that you know. I used to be in the Marine Corps. We would call that the faint. You know, she's 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 the noisy can. That's drawing everybody's attention, and and then everybody else looks reasonable compared to her. So people are relieved to follow somebody that that is is kind of more normalized. And so, but I think what happened though is so many of these people tried to out AOC AOC that I think it scared the bejesus out of the elites. And you know, I'm talking about like Bloomberg and Gates and Buffett. And and uh, and the Federal Reserve, 
and I think central banks in Europe are freaking out. And so uh, that's one of the reasons why I think you saw that absolute uh, 180 in terms of their their uh, positioning for the for the stock market. I think they thought if they kept reducing the balance sheet at the same level and they kept raising interest rates, that they, they would throw communists in charge. And, you know, the, the Federal Reserve, they don't mind fascists being in charge because they, they, they sit at the same table at the banquets, but socialists tend to kill their competitors. And so I think everybody's now full stop to try to, to stop this, this left crazy train that's going on right now. And I don't know if they're going to be able to stop it in the Democrat Party if you look at just what's going on with this whole um, – you know, anti-Semitic thing that's going on. Oh my gosh! Yeah, with Representative Omar, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so... I cut you off, go, Dave. No, I was just going to say with with Omar. I mean, even the Democrats, even Pelosi, is speaking out against her. I mean, they can't be the party that's anti-Jewish. I mean, especially since they build their reputation based on representing uh, historical minorities. Uh, well, look, yeah. In, in, in my view, is that that. That, that's always been a facade, you know, socialists are anti-Semitic, you know, and so, and, you know, and the, um, the basically, you know, the, the Black Caucus has always uh, demonstrated a, a, a tinge of anti-Semitism, you know, all, going all the way back to Jesse Jackson. And so now you have this new crop of socialists up there and you got these people like Omar and the other girl from, from, from Michigan and, and you got AOC not condemning, and so there's like this new cabal that don't feel any affinity towards the um, uh, basically the Jewish left, and and I think this it's going to cause some radical realignments in, in the Democratic Party, and I think it's going to cause a, basically a civil war there. But I think it's going to be sloppy, and I think there's going to be some really unintended consequences coming from it that I think will have impacts on on our economic you know, well-being in this country. Do you think it's going to lead to civil unrest and that will be the source of the economic disruption or will it come from somewhere else? I, I you know, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I'm not too worried about civil unrest so much in this country. People always ask me that. We're, we're, we're too big and, and the, the places where you'll have civil unrest tends to hurt the people that are trying to cause the civil disobedience. So... I don't know if it's going to come to that so much is, but I think what it's going to cause is going to cause people to pull back, you know, investment. And, and I think that'll, that'll start causing, you know, a little bit economic contractions. And, and I think, uh, you know, you're going to have people now worried about loot, not losing stuff versus trying to keep growing. And especially the closer we get to the election, I think you're going to see people selling things, people closing things down, people taking less risk. And maybe that's part of the plan. Maybe that's the sabotage. Maybe that's the fifth column the left wants to do is to create such fear that the, the, the system implodes on itself before they an election and, and for them to uh, basically create a lack of confidence in the economy. That's, that's what I see, you know, because if you start worrying about Hey, um, these people get in power in, in 2021. You know, smart people are going to be selling now and in 2020, right? They're going to get, they're going to go liquid. They're going to move their money. They're going to start hiding their money. You know, they're going to position their families in certain places in certain ways. And uh, and you know, with such a concentrated amount of wealth in this country, with very few families, 
then I think it'll have an outsized effect. Yeah, I think it's you're absolutely right because I've been thinking exactly the same thing. See, I'm wondering how much of this extreme leftism in terms of the economy, you know, like you can't own cars, can't have your own insurance. I wonder how much of that, like you said, is, is scare tactics, kind of a false flag to do just what you're saying, contraction, be more conservative, pull back, less opportunities, and then the economy starts to turn in on itself. I have wondered the exact same thing. And then I look at, okay, you've got Biden and Clinton who don't sound quite as crazy. Uh, I certainly don't want to follow them. But then they come in to rescue the party right at the election when the economy's in shambles. I have actually said this out loud on other broadcasts I've done. How close does that view come to what you think is coming? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, whether it's Biden or Hillary at the end of the day, I'm not sure because they both have some damaged good, you know, components to them. But you know, <laughs> you there know. are other there are other people out there that that could probably, you know, jump into that mix. Now, I just, I just think that the socialists actually are believing their own press, and so they may not play ball. And if you look at what happened with this, and and Trump's playing this beautifully. I mean, you know, I always laugh. They think he's the idiot, and he's he's basically the puppet master. These people just open their mouth, and they just they just let he just lets them drive trucks right down their 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 uh, their highway. They, they, the Democrats don't know what to do now because now if they don't. If they don't go to anti-Semitism, well, they, they, their donor base is mostly Jewish. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And exactly. so, okay, so now you're going to tick off your donor base, you know, and uh, and then, you know, they it's so – but then if you do do it, then the socialists get mad because they think you're kowtowing to the Republicans. And, and so it's – in that sense, it's delicious, but in other senses, you could see where, where, where somebody's going to go off the rails here and, and – uh, you know, and I can't even predict what it could be, but it, it's going to be something crazy. And you know, and you got this guy Nadler, and you got Schiff out there desperately trying to. Uh, now the new thing is trying to hang a Rico, a Rico, uh, you know, indictment on on Trump now by yeah. basically trying to think through every transaction he's ever done since he was 18 years old, and uh, and we don't know where that would lead. You know, so there's some really, and then you don't know how Trump's going to respond. You know, he's holding back on a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff are sitting in these grand juries, so we don't even know what kind of what kind of artillery responses are going to go back and forth in the next, uh, you know, twelve to eighteen months. It, it could be pretty, uh, it could be pretty wild. Bob, I have to tell you, I, I, you know, and I I did a broadcast on this earlier, and and I'm concerned about Trump's passivity in a few areas. Let me give you an example. It, it seems like he doesn't realize the difference between a fishing expedition and a hunting trip. And what I mean by that is the Democrats are casting a line out there in the lake, hoping they come across some fish. And to make it a real live analogy, you know, they're conducting investigations in search of a crime. That's a fishing expedition. Trump should be responding. And see, he could go on a hunting trip. You get your gun, you load it, you get in the Jeep, you're going with the guide and with your fellow companions, and you know where the big game is and you start shooting. Analogy, you arrest Hillary Clinton for the 33,000 email violations. That's what he should be doing now to fight back against this. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm still giving him the benefit of doubt, but I feel your queasiness, you know, and uh, you know, and one thing you have to understand about who Trump is, he's he's a he, he's a self-proclaimed counterpuncher, so he may just be holding back, and and as soon as soon as real charges come up, I think he, I think everybody's waiting for the Mueller report. That's why they delayed this thing for, for the. 
a millionth time. But now the new AG's in there, you know, he's he's forcing that report out. And I think once that's done, if Trump doesn't do anything 60 days after that, then then I'm totally confused because he has all the information in front of him. But if he does start letting loose, you know, he may be sitting there going, maybe saying to himself, hey, look, nobody's going to even care until next spring or next summer. So, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know those political calculations. He yeah. seems to have a good gut on this stuff. I think we're impatient because we see, a, we see, I think a decent man who who's, who's a, has a consistent lifelong view of the world and has been loved by the people now who hate him be, be totally destroyed or, or tempted to be destroyed by people's absolute quest for power. Yeah, to bring down the system to get what they want. I, I, I totally agree. So if the Democrats continue to implode, uh, let me give you an example how they're imploding. And you are right on the money, but let me give you another example. Van Jones. God did not create a bigger liberal than Van Jones, you know, who helped Obama, was one of his czars until he was outed for his 9-11 views. And Van Jones said on CNN, and I'm pretty close to a quote here, you know, Trump has done a pretty good job lowering black incarceration rates and the length of those rates. He has tried to help people who have drug addictions. And the left went ballistic on him for even saying that. They're dividing, they're eating their own. The Democrats are eating their own right now politically, and they're divided economically. So how does this translate into opportunities for people? Is there a fertile ground there somewhere that people can look at this and say, hey, this is kind of a good thing because I can make money over here? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want to dance on dead men bones, but yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. You know, uh, you know, our our view of the world hasn't changed. We think the stock market, the this counter rally that just pushed up, I think, has now stalled out. So now we have to look to see if we can expect it to return to those lows we had at Christmas time. But at the same time, gold and silver and the miners, and also cryptocurrencies have been doing extremely well. The cryptocurrencies that have what they call a use case, that means they have something of value to the market. A couple of them are at all-time highs now, Dave, and, and others are doing extremely well. And, and, and But gold, silver, and the miners, both these things are what are, we call non-bank assets or non-correlated assets. These are the places where people are going to be able to get their ship into the harbor as the hurricane comes through. And and that's that's my view is that the Federal Reserve is going to, and it you know as a as a quick tangent, the Federal Reserve is talking about going negative rates in the next recession. I mean that's all the more reason to get yourself into uh, into what they call hard assets, and get in cryptocurrencies because what's going to happen with all that is people are going to leave the banking system, and when they leave the banking system, they're going to do what's called bail-ins. And we know what those are from. Oh yeah what happened in Europe and you're going to see people flood out of the banking system into cryptocurrencies and into uh, gold, silver and the miners. So get positioned now. And that's what we're doing. And that's how we're positioning people. And that's why we've done extremely well over the last, you know, eight to nine months is because this is actually starting to play out. It's no longer theoretical. Mm-hmm. We had phase one in August, you know, we just finished phase two we're going to have a bit of a consolidation here, and and um, and we're going to go into phase three here. The minute the minute the Federal Reserve has to lower interest rates or stop their balance sheet, 
you're going to see gold and silver and the cryptos go through the moon. But in the meantime, their miners are going up every day. It's just that they're going to, it's just going to rocket. The, the recognition event is coming again, Dave. Is there any truth to the stories that I've been reading that the Federal Reserve is beginning their own cryptocurrency? Oh, oh I, I don't doubt it whatsoever. They're, they're, they absolutely are going to try to compete. Look, Jamie Dimon just is doing one at Chase. Yeah. I so, you know, the Federal Reserve yeah, is not far behind. Look, they're desperate. They're desperate to, to be, you know, basically the toll booth operator for, for financial transactions, at least the United States, if not the world. And and they'll be damned if, if they're going to get cut out of the loop. So they they absolutely are going to try and, and to create some sort of digital coin. And they're going to try to use the, uh, you know, the legal system to enforce you know, their rights to have that monopoly. I just don't know if their time has passed, Dave. I think they I think they screwed up with 2008, and I think they have very little credibility with the population. I know the young kids today, they don't trust them, you know. So, uh, I, I and the old people know that they're in it for the, the extreme wealth, you know, the wealthy people. So, uh, I think they could do what they want. This might be This might be where the Civil War actually begins, Dave. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're absolutely when they try right. to... Well, there have been wars fought for less economic reasons than that. I, I totally agree. Well, tell me how you dance around this stuff. I mean, at Trade Genius, you guys have a strategy. Strategies, I should say. And you see issues like what's going down in the Democratic Party and how it could impact the economy. And you've had a good track record of dancing around this. So people are saying, Bob, okay, what can you do to dance around what's coming? What are the opportunities that get created when there's a down market there? There's a good market created over here. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, it, it's, you know, you don't have to be a trade genius to see some of this stuff coming straight at you. I think people just don't always want to believe it. But, you know, it's 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 inevitable, mathematically impossible for the federal government to uh, to pay back their loans. So you're going to have some sort of monetary inflation that automatically means you want to own things that are scarce but desirable and and then you're going to want to own what's called monetary assets like gold and silver and then you're seeing it already in platinum and palladium the bankers in london have screwed up dave and you're seeing platinum and palladium starting to actually lift away from gold and silver for now and gold and silver are going to play catch up so that that's on our radar number one and number two are there energy assets that are going to be in short supply and worldwide uranium is going to be in short supply. So that's a strategy and that's, those are stocks that we watch. And then we watched the difference in price between natural gas in the United States and natural gas in Europe and Asia. And now we have the mechanism to compress that. That means natural gas is going to flow out of the United States into those countries. That means natural gas companies are going to do well. So we watch those. And then, of course, you know, we're highly interested in cryptocurrencies because people are going to absolutely walk away from the banking system to the extent they possibly can. At the very least, they're going to start blockchaining things. And even you're talking about like companies like First Majestic, a silver company, actually trying to form their own futures exchange. So bypassing Wall Street altogether. So those are things that we watch. And then it's a simple matter of applying our algorithm to these stocks that are in those sectors that we think are going to be the future 
and then we just buy them when they uh, when they when they start getting momentum and when they push through to a price target that we have, we hop off, we let it consolidate it, let it do it again and again and again. And I shot you our track record. It's it's absolutely mind blowing. Oh, it is. Uh, how how well this has been going for us. Um, and, you know, since we deployed the algorithm, and and it, it hasn't changed. I mean, last time I was on the show, it was just a couple of weeks ago. We had a we had a subject we were talking about, and I had a, a 31% stock that popped up as you and I were talking. This morning we haven't had it again. You know, uh, between 25 and 50% gain depending on how fast people got out this morning. So there's opportunities that our algorithms is seeing ahead of the general market, and we're putting people in these stocks. And so uh, overall, we're doing very well. And it was just it's just very much blue collar, lunch pail kind of activity on our part. We're just evaluating, 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 and sharing the information with our subscribers and and um, and getting them positioned in the right stuff. And we're not doing anything crazy except working hard and being in things that we think people need to be in and avoiding areas that we think they should be out of, like like the FANG stocks and tech stocks. We think those are all overdone, and I think those are going to get sold, and people are going to start moving their assets over to these uh, these real things versus these financial assets. If I heard you correctly earlier... You're looking at things like palladium and, of course, gold and then crypto. Is that pretty much on the money with what you guys are looking at right now? Yeah, so we're looking at the monetary assets, which are gold and silver and their miners. And uh, we put platinum platinum and palladium in that in that category, but they also have a, a secondary effect because they they have some really incredible economic value that is that is unique to them. And plus, the bankers have been trying to corner that market, and they lost control of it. And so those 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 metal prices are flying higher, and and the and the stocks that we follow have been moving up, and we don't see it ending anytime soon. And that's a harbinger of what's going to happen with gold and silver, and so the same uranium. When the bankers lost control of that, then that maybe created kind of a free for all that you can take advantage of, and can other yeah. people who are with your organization, are they taking advantage of that as well? Yeah, so what's happening is that the banks, uh, you, you, we probably even talked about this before, the banks could do something they call, it's called naked shorting. That means they could sell something they don't own, Dave, with the hope of pushing the price down lower than what they sold it for, yeah. so they could buy it back cheaper. What's happening with palladium and platinum is that they sold too many things they don't own, and people actually want the, wanted the metal. And all of a sudden, you know, Palladium went from 800 to $1,400. And so that informs me because that's what they've been doing in the gold and silver market for a long time. And as they lose control of that market, as countries and people get scared, they're not gonna be able to get their hands on the gold and silver unless they pay a much higher price for it. And by then, you're gonna see gold and silver double and triple in price so we're already there. We're already positioned. We see no way out for them. It's just a matter of time. And in the meantime, we just buy and sell, you know, um, as, as the market allows, but with our eye to uh, very, very big gains. Well, I'm going to get the inevitable, what can I do about this? And we've got a number in our audience who already invest with you. They, do, they participate in Trade Genius. I don't mean invest in you, but they participate in your activities and take advantage of your knowledge. 
Uh, but to people who are listening to this for the first time who aren't really that familiar with you, uh, what can you offer them? Because it sounds like you're learning to turn uh, lemons into lemonade, create the market where one is down over here, one is up over there. How can people take advantage of this? Yeah, so at Trade Genius, we, we do a couple things. One is, you know, we consider ourselves educators and information providers. So, you know, we, we, we teach people how we trade. We show them the indicators that we use. And then our algorithm does all the scanning for us. And, and we provide those trade signals that we share with people electronically. So it comes to your, your phone via text. Uh, you're in the chat room. You get notifications uh, there. And then you can participate in those trading rooms as part of your service. And then there's a lot of people then will do some personal coaching with us or we have, we put together a library of, of education on just about every which way you could trade. And people could buy those trading courses as well and learn how to trade and, and uh, become you know independent. And so that's what we do. We've been doing it a long time and we're, we're quite successful at it. And so we, you know, we, we think we give people a, a helping hand up and, uh, and teach them how to trade, but also provide them with trade signals that, that make them money. Well, you know, this is what I hear from some people in our audience that they're doing really well with Trade Genius. So I guess my next question is, since it's working, and I can look here at the chart you provided me, it's working. I hear it from many in my audience. It's working. Why aren't more people doing this? Oh, we're we're doing quite well. I, you know, it's, no, but it's, I mean more of the population. I think everybody be gravitating to you now with the track record you guys have shown. Yeah, you know, we're doing really well. So I mean, we're we're growing every month. So uh, it's just a matter of getting the word out and uh, and having people, um, you know, sample what we do and then tell their friends. We get a lot of word of mouth. You know, you you you've always been good to the to our uh, your show's always been good to us and uh, and we have a lot of your clients. You know follow our, our signals so you know we're we're happy and we just want to keep blasting the word out so uh, well, let's get the word out here. you know nothing people nothing, nothing 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 success breeds success Dave I totally agree with that so so let's open this up to people who are going man I haven't heard this before and a lot of my audience right now they're going Dave I know we've been there done that done good but the people who don't know what can we do to, to get them involved in this well, we put together some specials. Um, you have till Saturday, uh, uh, the the ninth of March, and um, you um, you can uh, take advantage of. We put together six bundles, which are pre-discounted, where you could trade either stocks or cryptocurrencies, or you could trade them both. And you can also then um, get advantage of uh, education and coaching and private coaching and and things of that nature. So. Uh, and everything comes with the trade room, so you can always have access to uh, uh, other traders and what they're doing. And we have a lot of very experienced traders in there. I've been doing it a long time, very successful with our program. People are happy to share with each other. It's a very lively group. And those those rooms are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if they go to tradelikeagenius.com, Dave, and go ahead and uh, select one of the bundles. If they have any questions, they can hit the chat or they can uh, – or they could pick up the phone and, and give us a shout, and we would uh, guide them to the best uh, package for them. But you know, I'm just looking at these trades here. Just this week, you know, we had one 50%, we had a one day 2%, we had a 31%, which we did, you know, just a week and a half ago when you and I were talking about, you know, other news last month, and um, 
you know, 8%, 19.8%. So we're doing pretty well. Two out of three of our trades win, and uh, we're averaging 274% annualized gain. So uh, nothing to sneeze at. Gee, that's a little better than the bank pays. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> that was a flippant <laughs> comment, Bob, um, <laughs> for obvious reasons. I, you know, I tell people they look at me glassy eyed. They, I say, look, just leave enough money in the bank to handle an emergency and to pay your monthly bills. Otherwise, you need to be converting to something that's going to bring you real revenue. Otherwise, you're losing money every month. And people look at me and they don't get it. You know, some sometime when you yeah, come on yeah. here again, we got to do a how the Federal Reserve screws you and your bank screws you, so they make the money and you're losing money while it's in their bank. We should do a show on that sometime. Well, let's let's get back to the how people point of contact here. Let me see if I've got this. TradeLikeAGenius.com is the place to go, and you'll see these bundles, and you have them on sale now through uh, midnight March 9th. That's correct. Okay. Midnight March 9th. Well, I, I, think, I think this is a no-brainer, and I'm glad we kind of landed on this stone here because the Democrats are really opening the door for this. I, I totally see what you're saying. Uh, their indecision, their infighting are creating so many opportunities, and I think it's even going to grow exponentially, but it's not going to be in cash. It's going to be in the things that we mentioned earlier. And so I would encourage everyone who's listening to this, do what the smart people do. Go to tradelikeagenius.com. Bob, any final thoughts? No, I think you summed it up well. I think, uh, you know, this, um, uh, you know, turbulence creates opportunities. So, you know, I always like to say, you know, make something happen. Don't let something happen to you. Exactly. So uh, come join us and let let us help you. Uh, let us help you navigate these waters. Well, I've really enjoyed this, especially in the beginning when we get to talk about chaos in the Democratic Party. Thank you. I was smiling ear to ear, but also too, I like how you bring these opportunities to my audience because they actually think I know what I'm doing because of people like you. So I greatly <laughs> appreciate what you're offering here. That's Bob Kudla, ladies and gentlemen, from Trade Like a Genius. And that's where you go, tradelikeagenius.com. Take advantage of that special opportunity. It's good through March 9th at midnight. Bob, thanks so much for joining us. Dave, thanks for having me. Have a great night.